Well, happy Thanksgiving. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving wherever you were traveling or with, I hope you were with family or friends and got to celebrate. I was down in South Texas with my family celebrating and got to celebrate my dad's 92nd birthday as well. And uh, shout out to them. They're watching online from Victoria this morning. So I'm glad that we have that technology available for them. And I've been thinking about this coming week because I'm also excited to think about family because my, my sister is coming to stay with me and visit with me, with me next week for something on, on Sunday night. And I've been thinking about that, what, what that kind of means, right? So for me, part of what it means is I'm thinking about all the history we have together with my family and all the things we've done, all the trips, all the time, all the stuff. I'm thinking about sort of our history of our relationship. I'm thinking about how I need to clean my place before she gets there. And I'm also just looking forward with anticipation. We're coming for a fun event and what's taking place. And I'm not just taking a detour here and some personal stuff. I want to suggest to you that the season of Advent kind of tracks these same things as we get ready for this, uh, for what's coming and we think about what's, what's taking place. That's where I want to go today. I want to talk about Advent and I want to talk about the gospel lesson that Nate read a few minutes ago. If you're new to the liturgical tradition, let me just start with just a word about Advent sort of proper. Like it, um, it is, well, first of all, happy new year. I should have started with that too, because it's the first Sunday of the church calendar year. We start a new church year today. So happy new year. And church, the majority of Christians around the world are on the same calendar. Um, Ken talked about this a, a number of weeks back about our church calendar and the cycle that we go through, but it starts now. It starts with the season of Advent and it's this ancient season. The word Advent means coming, obviously means coming of our Lord. And it is something that the Western church has celebrated. I think the earliest writings are from the sixth century about it. So we've had this rhythm for a long time. And I'm going to talk about what the elements are of Advent as we think about preparing and, and engaging in this season fully. Um, but there are a number of different ones. But I, I, I want to pause for a second, just kind of own some tension. And I'll introduce that tension by saying, if I could redo the church calendar, I would. <laughs> I would move Advent back about a month. So we could be doing all our Advent stuff. And then when we got to Thanksgiving and all the Christmas music started in all the stores and radios, we'd be right on par with them. We could just celebrate Christmas for the whole month. We'd end it with Christmas Eve and go on from there. But that's not what happens. So I'm on the way over here today, listening to Christmas music. And then if we're purists and we get to the church, we got to put that stuff back in the bag and we get back to what are the themes of Advent? Because that's what we're supposed to be focusing on. Not, we'll have 12 days for the Christmas season later, but we have this tension that we live in because our culture has gone on with Christmas music and all this other stuff, but we're in this other place. And you go back and look at the season of Advent. There are kind of three main flavors or th three main notes that take place during Advent. One is this uh, sort of historical looking back, thinking about um, what's gone before, and I'm gonna say more about that in a minute. There is this getting ready, sort of um, cleaning up aspect to it. And then there's this future looking part of it that's going forward. And I'm gonna say something about each of these. Um, this looking back part of it, I mentioned with my sister coming, I'm thinking about all the good times my family's had, the trips we've done, the different things we've done, the, you know, playing games, whatever, all the different things we've done. We've got all that history. And part of the season of Advent is for us to pause and look at the history of thinking about Jesus coming the first time, to think about all the prophecy that spoke to what was gonna happen, to think about all the anticipation 
for the Messiah that was going to come. Now, admitted, I think a subtitle today is complexity of some things, because, you know, obviously they expected a Messiah that was going to be this um, kick rear ends and take names kind of uh, Messiah that was going to come in the, to the throne of David and was going to rule as powerfully as he did or more so, that was going to kick the invaders out was going to do all this. And instead they got a new kingdom and a powerful Messiah, but it was completely different than expected. It was a power of love and mercy and grace and all these things that got turned on their head and the new kingdom getting ushered in in ways that people didn't expect. But part of this season and part of the richness of it for us getting ready for Christmas and part of the richness of starting this whole church calendar year and cycle is to begin by thinking about all of the prophecy about the coming of Christ and all the expectation. It will make it richer as we lean into that. And we'll be saying more about that um, next week. The lectionary writers are going to take us to John the Baptist and all the preparations and things. We'll take it. That's where we're going to go next week. But that's a main flavor that we get of Advent is this looking back and thinking about Jesus coming the first time and all the expectation around that. The second flavor, um, not as heavy as Lent, but it's, you know, my sister's coming. Honestly, I'm walking through the place, looking at all the things that need to be done. And I'm amazed at how many things that I just tune out. You know, you can walk right by the pile of laundry or whatever it is. And I'm a little worried that if I left it the way it is now, she would show up and then suddenly I would see it. I'd be going to oops about this and that and all these different things and the dust on that. I've got the maid coming. I've got the pre-made cleaning. Y'all know how that's, why do we do, I don't know why we do that, but you got to clean before the maid gets there. All that stuff to get ready for it. And I want to suggest that part of this, uh, the season of Advent, it's not as heavy as Lent, but is this avoiding this, these own oops in our lives and stopping to look at by what spiritual laundry, dirty laundry we're walking by. I've got a business coach that works with me on my, my other profession that talks a lot about being very clear about times when you're working on the business rather than in the business to be able to step back and see how things are going from a different level. And I think that's part of what this is at a spiritual thing. And we're not just doing the prayers and walking the walk and doing the things. We're stepping back for a minute as part of Advent to look at where are those piles of laundry? Where are those things that we're just habitually doing things that aren't helpful in our spiritual journeys? That's part of this uh, Advent journey as well. Not as heavy, as I said, as Lent, but it is there. And um, that's one of the flavors we hold on to. And then the final one is this future looking one where, as I said, with my sister coming, I'm thinking about the fun. We're going to have, we got an event she's coming in for next Sunday night and how fun that's going to be. But this is something where we're looking forward with both anticipation for Jesus coming again, but maybe also with some trepidation because it comes with judgment, but it's also him coming in his glory. And so all these different aspects of us looking at that and engaging in that. The lectionary writers who put together the readings that everybody does throughout the church around the world wanted us to go here first. So that's where we get this first reading that Nate did a minute ago from Matthew 24, because it's going to take us to thinking about that. And it's important, I think, to kind of own, as I said, maybe the subtext today is like things are complicated. This is a very complicated passage in Matthew 24, if you take it as it, the way it appears with all the different verses before it, if you back up just four verses before we get to this one, you'll see how complicated it is because in those four verses right before it, Jesus is saying, hey, well, look at the fig tree. 
When you see the leaves on the fig tree getting tender, you know that summer's near. Okay, so we ought to be able to predict things. We ought to be able to see the signs and predict it. It's kind of what that seems to say in part, right? And then the next part of that same passage in those verses says, this stuff is going to happen in this generation. Okay, it's going to happen in this generation. So we, we can read the signs. We know it's going to happen. It's going to happen in this generation. And then we get this part we read today, which says we, nobody knows when. We don't know the hour. We don't know the day. We don't know any of this stuff. And putting all these things together is like super complicated at best. There are scholars that say this all makes sense if you will look at it as um, they consider that this part, these first two parts, really have to do with the temple in Jerusalem. And the, it happened within the, within the same generation. And you could see the signs coming. And the Romans came, and of course, in the year 71, and destroyed the temple. And that that was this new age, this new thing, the place of worship gone. All these different things are happening. And that this final verse that we read about is, to the, is about the second coming where Jesus comes in glory and the fullness of his kingdom and all the judgment and all the other things that take place. It's complicated. There's lots of different things how we might look at these things. I think in spite of the complication, there are at least a few things that we can immediately take away from the passage that we read. One of these things is we don't know the time, the day, the hour of when this is going to happen. And I know you think that's like obvious, but I, to this day, I still have people come to me and say, have you seen all this stuff? North Korea is going to do in this and they got nuclear, all this stuff. And this must be the end of the time. So I get people that still want to say, don't you see these signs are happening? And I want to just say, yeah, let's go read this, this verse. And so other people like William Barclay, the biblical commentator says, people who say they know it's happening or the day's happening are just in heresy. They're just committing, leaning into a heresy. But the point is, Jesus says, you don't know when this is going to happen, so stop worrying about it. The other thing we may get from our passage today is that it's going to happen suddenly. It's going to happen quickly. There's not going to be this long, drawn-out, you know, expectation thing. And he relates it to the flood that takes place, you know, because, I mean, that one, they at least had a little window, right? They had time while they saw, hey, why is he building that thing? Or we've got a little clergy area upstairs. I think I've mentioned it before. We have all these comic strips that get cut out. My favorite one, I have many favorites in there, but one of, one of my favorites, top, top ones, is the two dinosaurs on the top of a little island, a uh, mountain, seeing the ark going, one of them's going, oh, shucks, was that today? <laughs> the, um, they had a little warning. This is, we get this idea that it's sudden. And I think part of what Advent does in thinking about that is calling us to be mindful of eternity, to live every day with a perspective of eternity. You know, we have people that, that are into um, meditation and mindful breathing and mindful walking and all these health benefits they talk about that comes from this. I think when we talk about our spiritual health, there is a spiritual health in, in being mindful as we live out our lives here about an, an eternal perspective, that our time here is really short living all our days here, always being mindful of the big picture and the place of eternity and how we live. I think that's part of Advent. When we think about the coming of the end of times and Jesus and his glory, that's, that's an aspect of it. And maybe the final thing to think about on this is how there is a separation. There is a judgment taking place. And Jesus says, like, there's going to be two over here in the mill. 
One of them's taken, one of them's not. Um, there's going to be two over here in the field. One's taken, one's not. St. John Chrysostom, who's preaching about this um, in the 500s, he says, well, one of the things we can take from this is that, you know, all, despite some of the things Jesus said elsewhere, it's not that there, there, there's going to be rich people that are going to go and there's going to be poor people that are going to go. It's not all the poor that go. It's not that all the rich are not. They're two side by side and one goes and one doesn't. And we get into all kinds of complications, I think, thinking about that. I lean more and more towards uh, those who, th- who think that God's love and mercy and grace are going to know no limit. And um, there's not a, meant to be a lot of fear. But maybe this is something that still is meant to take us to a place of being alert and being, again, mindful of these things and, being, and to care about what our spiritual lives are like and not just getting caught up in the, the rat race and the things that we do and the need to make money and the problems and all the different things that go on. Today, we're starting a new church year. We're starting the, the season of Advent. I want to invite you guys to go on a, let's make this journey deeper this year. Let's reflect heavily on how all the world and prophecy and things taught about Jesus coming and that he came. We're going to celebrate that in about a month. Let's spend this time to also see our spiritual laundry and do some time of reflecting and letting go of that stuff and giving it to God and repenting. And let's spend some time thinking about the fullness of God's kingdom and his glory and a new heaven and a new earth and all the things that go with it. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, we thank you that you love us all the time, despite where we've been, what we've done, or what kind of laundry we have sitting on the floor. We pray during this season that you would make it rich, that you would take us to a deeper place with you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.